everybody, we are back, and my Kansas City Chiefs are champions, but I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. This is episode number 130 overall. It is the 30th episode of season three, and my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And the Kansas City Chiefs delivered. They did. They delivered, and I watched every minute of it with a significant amount of alcohol in my veins. I drank way too much on Super Bowl Sunday. Craig was kind enough to drive, so I didn't have to think about it. Over the it. course of the whole game, not all in one quarter. Well, that's the thing. I, I mean, I, I started I started drinking that afternoon around 2 o'clock, and, you know, you know 9, nine o'clock, I mean, you sit there. I, I think I had like seven or eight beers over the course of the day, and you think about it, you had seven beers over or eight beers over seven hours. That's not like you're, you know, you're not doing keg stands or anything, but that's a lot of beer over the course of a day. So it is. I am back on the no beer train for a couple of days just to give my liver a break. <laughs> um, so I have diet soda. But Craig and I am back in the Blake Bortles Memorial Studio. Yes, by we the are way. live. We are live from the Blake Bortles Memorial Studio. <clears throat> Craig, however, has a tasty beverage. Craig, what are you I drinking? Do. I have a 2019 Celebration Fresh Hop IPA from Sierra Nevada. I've had that. I've had the previous incarnations of that. We had that last year. I think we, we did. rated that last year. I think we did. Is it about this? Well, he's going to try it right now. He'll tell us. Is it about the same? Because I liked that last year. That was a solid winter IPA. Um, yeah, it's about the same. It's malty. I think this year is a little bit more spiced. Hmm. It has a subtle, like, barley aftertaste. Is but it? you know it's um mm-hmm. weird? What? Um, this winter has been kind of warm. For Connecticut, yes. Yes. It's It was like 40 degrees today. Yeah. I have to say, drinking a winter-type beer when it's not, like, snowing or really cold out, yeah, it's kind of weird. It's it, still good, yeah. but it's just weird, if I get that, that makes sense. I get that. Absolutely makes sense. And, and you know, it's, that was going to lead into my question. Is it, now that we're in January, are we done with the winter beer season? I, beer seasons I don't think. run with the normal seasons. Right, because pumpkin beer comes out in August. Right. Which we all know is a sticking point of yours. <laughs> but like spring beers will be coming out in the next three to four weeks if you think yeah. about it. Yeah, you're going to start seeing lighter beers, a lot more sours, fruit-based yeah. beers. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I don't know. It feels it feels like once Christmas is done, I'm pretty much done with the winter beers. Although I will That's say fair. this. There is one holiday ale still floating around <laughs> in my fridge. You're saving it. Just I am saving it. Well, two years ago, I saved one bottle of holiday ale. This is back when I used to put it in the bigger craft bottles. Yep. I saved one bottle all the way to my birthday in May. It wasn't so good <laughs> at six months old. I mean, well, let's see. They bottled that in October. So it was about eight months old at that point. So when's the, when's the cutoff? Four months? I, I, I think it depends on the type of beer. I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, we've, we've drank old stouts on this show. We did. There we was, saw the future. That's right. There was that year. That was that, that episode where we drank a, e- was it two, Igor's or, two or three year old bottle of Igor's Dream. Yes. And I remember reaching out to our friends at Two Roads and asking, is this safe to drink? And they were like, oh, yeah, you're going to love it three years old. <laughs> and I was like, really? I don't, I don't well, know. Well, we're still alive. We are still alive. And I we think. are here to talk about everything Super Bowl. We are now officially into the fantasy and NFL offseason. Um, I cashed out my DraftKings account. I closed out nice. my FanDuel account. Um, I found a nifty tool on uh, DraftKings where you can download your your gaming history. Oh, really? And it will give you every contest, what you entered, where you finished, how like much. Like even you the won. lineup you entered? No, it just gives you a spreadsheet of the contest name. It gives you oh, all okay. that basic information. And I plugged it into this thing, and it said, "Congratulations, you only lost twenty eight dollars this year." And I went, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, no, 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 no." My personal <laughs> accounting has me doubling up. What the hell? And then I realized all those free tickets that DraftKings yeah, that throws at you counts. for loyalty. 
We had one or two Those free vouchers. That's and it. Stuff. We got a free voucher because somebody signed up and used our link. We got a, like a $10 loyalty voucher at one point. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You take out and, and there's no way to weed those out of their special list mm-hmm. because they're considered paid entries. They're a $10 entry. You just got it for free. We just got the entry for free. It does not differentiate though. So next year I have to keep an accounting <laughs> on a personal basis of how many free entries we have. I'm guesstimating it's in the realm of like fifty or sixty dollars with a free entry, which puts me a, a little bit over yeah. over fifty. But it was like, wait, but whoa, whoa, whoa! What do you mean I lost money? I put in thirty dollars and I cashed out sixty. But basic math tells me that's you know those aren't the actual numbers. But right. you know where I'm going with that. So it was weird. But we are now into off season mode. Today we'll talk about some uh, Super Bowl stuff. We'll talk about some uh, off season stuff, and then we got to start getting ready for the goddamn draft. Yeah, the combine is next month. The combine, the combine is Actually, this the month. End of the month, sorry, the, end the, of the combine month. is in like three weeks. Yes, I don't gonna... know anything about these people. I I do a little bit because I started doing um, uh, college fantasy, so I do know the names and some of the stats, but not. And, not a lot. And, and and let me just be clear about this. For those of you who are tuning in for the offseason, I'm not talking about the XFL. Craig can talk about the XFL if he wants. We can create a segment called Craig Talks About the XFL <laughs> while Britt takes a break. We could do that. We, I'm not doing they are, it. They are going to be on DraftKings. I, good luck with that. <laughs> I did actually open it just to see some of the names on there. And I'm like, Cameron Artis Payne. Yeah, there might be some names you know. We're living in a world where Cameron Artis Payne this week and opening opening weekend of the XFL is like the sixth most expensive running back. <laughs> I don't know what's scarier to me, that he's that high or that they were able to recruit five guys who are better than Cameron Artis Payne. I don't know which one scares me more. Let's talk some burning hot takes. We will. You're going to give or you're going to receive? I will give. Give it to me. Um. So I brought this up in our podcaster thread. So yes. I figured we'll just get it on the air just because. So, the there's there's been complaints about the NFL in that it's in the last like two seasons probably that I've heard that games are boring because of how time rules the clock rules work uh-huh. and how many commercial breaks there are. Okay. So when you look at take, we're going to take the Super Bowl as an example, which was a fast moving game by my it standard. Did it was actually. Um, the Chiefs and the 49ers both ran under sixty plays apiece. Yeah. In one game. Yeah. Then we take the college championship matchup, uh, mm-hmm. Clemson versus LSU. Yep. Clemson ran about 93, 96 plays. Mm-hmm. LSU ran like 119 plays. Yeah. Now, do you think that's a problem that the NFL needs to fix? Do they need to adopt I think other different, like, different clock rules? It's like, are there too many commercials? Play. It's a different style of play. Commercials have nothing to do with the number of plays you run in a game. Let's 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 separate that. If you think there's too many commercials and too many commercial breaks, well, I think there's too many commercials in general. That's but. fine. That, that, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying we can't tie that to the number of plays because the clock was 60 minutes 10 years ago. It was 60 minutes this year, so the play clock has been the same forever. You know, I I, I can't link those two. What the the Super Bowl? The the shocking numbers at the Chiefs ran fewer plays than the optimal number. I was listening to Charlie Weiss talk about this on NFL radio on Monday. Remember Charlie Weiss? I do. He's still on, he's on NFL radio. (laughs) Um, And uh, he was saying, you know, that's you had the, the sweet spot for plays is a minimum of 60. If you run 60 to 75 plays a game, you're where you want to be. If you're running more than 75 plays a game, you either are completely dominating the time of possession and you've winning the turnover battle by like four or five points. um, Or, 
you're you're rushing because you're down huge and you're just doing everything you can to try and get back into the game. He goes, so in that range, he goes, neither one of these teams made that number. And that's really shocking from the Chiefs because the Chiefs do play an up-tempo game. They right. did not play an up-tempo game in the, in the Super Bowl. They did not until the last, like, seven minutes of the game. <laughs> that, yeah, and, and, and I think that was part, I think that was deliberate on Reed's part. He started off with a slower pace when he started to feel that the defense was starting to wear down. And this is what the Chiefs have done all year and all offseason. Three times coming back from double-digit deficits. Three times in the playoffs. They were down by 10 points or more, and they came back late in the game. This is what they do. They wear you down defensively. It is not that Damian Williams suddenly decides he is the greatest running back on earth in the fourth quarter. It's that Damian Williams' legs are fresh, and you've been chasing Patrick Mahomes for an hour and a half, and you're exhausted. So I don't know. I don't think I don't think you have to make rule changes to speed up the game. You want to shorten the play clock to get more plays in? You could do that. Um, I would argue that the play clock is is a problem now. I think the teams have trouble. How many delay of game penalties do we see on a regular basis? We see home teams getting delay of game penalties because they can't yeah. hear a play being called in. I, I don't know. I think maybe we gotta we gotta do something about the technology then. Maybe we have to allow for the. I don't know. I don't even know what the answer is. But what do you think? Um. Yeah. Same thing. Because I it was because of my schedule. I don't get to see college games that much. But I never realized the number of plays was that huge of a difference they don't use their play clock particularly in hurry up offenses they don't they don't change their personnel packages as much they don't have the depth at unless then i was thinking do you think it's in the players agreement no that we're not going to go over x amount of plays in a game that would be a competitive disadvantage you couldn't do that you couldn't do that without being public about it fair because if that were the case if there were some sort of legality to this teams would exploit the crap out of it there wouldn't be high-powered offenses at all. Everybody would try to gain 3.5 yards every play and just matriculate down the field every three downs. You would try to be – offenses would try to be in third down that way. If I knew I could only run if, – if I knew that there was a max of 120 plays per game, I would try to get 100 plays on the board before you even touch the ball. I mean, I know that's impossible. I'm saying there would be an incentive there because then I know – if I got, if I got a significant – at halftime – if I'm at like, let's just say for the sake of arguments, 35 plays and you're at 15, so that's 50 plays. I know there's only 70 plays left in the game. I'm going to try and put 25 more plays on the board because I know that's 25 plays less you have. So I don't believe that that plays into it at all. all right. It's a fair so. answer. Okay. All right. Question for you. Yep. There is. So it's <clears throat> it's time for where in the world is Tom Brady? <laughs> Rumors everywhere. Again. Oh, yeah. I, the more this goes on, the more I think he's staying in New England. But. You never know. Since we last spoke to you folks, he's been linked to the Raiders. Yep. He's been linked to the Chargers. Yep. And there's even one rumor out there that San Francisco could trade for him and send Jimmy Garoppolo back. Yeah. Craig. Yes. Put on the tinfoil hat. I'm going to. Tell me why this is going to happen. I will give you five reasons. Total conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat theory, why it could work. All right, you ready? Okay, I'm listening. All right. So first, it's a known fact that Bill Belichick loves Jimmy Garoppolo. He did. He drafted him. He he drafted him him. on purpose. That was his guy to succeed Brady. Had it in his head. And then what happens? Kraft sends Garoppolo to San Francisco. Clearly, Bill's not happy. All right, so that's reason one. Right. 
it's not really going to cost either team a lot to do that if they just swap quarterbacks. What's Garoppolo making next year? I have to look that number up. You can while I tell this other. I will. Keep other. going. I think Bill has never gotten over the whole Garoppolo being traded. Uh, it's allegedly behind his back. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, so I think that would be a big screw you to craft uh, if he brought, was able to get him back, which I think, you know, maybe Bill, maybe Bill would want to do that. I mean, he sort of did it to the Jets, but we won't get into that. Um, I still think Brady wants to play. I don't think he's, I took his, you know, his Hulu commercial as not that he's staying in New England, that he's not retiring. Yeah, let's not read too much in that commercial, right. folks. I just think that means he still wants to play, and I think he does want to play on the West Coast since he is from the West Coast. And just like bands that have been around forever, you tour a lot, you're with each other every single day. Yeah. you It's just human nature. It happens. You just get tired of each other. Yeah. And I think the whole Belichick and Brady relationship, I think it's it's run its course. Okay. Jimmy G's base contract is $27.5 million a year. It's a five-year deal worth $137.5 million. I, I'm just doing basic math there. I have no idea if it's front-loaded, back-loaded, or what. But if that's the truth, and the Patriots are supposedly lining up a $30 million deal for Brady, that is pretty close. 27 and a half versus 30 is pretty close. So yeah. that, that I've got to— And that's, that's the other part of my theory, too, is if they pay Brady $30 million, how are they upgrading their offense? That's another concern. They I can't. Mean, so, so here, there's the, the Brady thing is twofold. Number one, he wants to keep playing. You want to keep him in New England, but he wants to win. That's the thing. I don't think money matters as much to Tom Brady as it does to the average player. Being married to a supermodel... Who's worth more than him. ...who makes more money than you do will affect those things. Right. Like, if Eli Manning were still able to produce at a Tom Brady-like level... Do you think he'd be retiring right now if the Giants came back to him and said, we can win a Super Bowl with you next year, but you got to take a pay cut? And Brady has taken multiple pay cuts over the years. I don't think money's the issue. I think Brady wants to win. So if you're going to throw $30 million at Tom Brady, you don't have a lot of money to throw at the tools that you need to upgrade everywhere else. Right. Listen, Burkhead Michelle White is not going to cut it next year. Julian Edelman is broken and drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to get sober and healthy. And, and and when he does and gets double teamed, who are you throwing it to? Mohamed Sanu. No, he's not good. Nikhil Harry's still not sure what team he plays for. There's two friends. No, they need and I, to they, get better. Who's their tight end? Uh, that's Yes. Sure. <laughs> well, Ben Watson was, but he's probably leaving again. He's probably going back into retirement. It was a mistake to bring him on. They know that now. He knows that now. <laughs> ben Watson will tell you it was a mistake to come to the Patriots. He shouldn't have signed that deal. So, and this is before we even get to the, the 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 conversation. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I feel like the offensive line did not do the job that he's used to it doing. I feel like he was hit a lot more this year than he was in years past. Maybe that's just my perception, but that's the, the New England has significant upgrades it needs to make at virtually every offensive position. Yes, except quarterback. But if you're going to maintain the quarterback, where's that money coming from? I don't think that Belichick wants to piss off the owner as much as you do. He, at the end of the day, is the boss. He is the guy who's going to pull the paycheck or not. I Whoa, sound effects. <laughs> sound effects. Sound effects. Um, so I don't know that he necessarily wants to get back at him. 
I think if he went, if I think I think the the Belichick Garoppolo reunion is more likely if Belichick is coaching somewhere other than New England. I I think Fair. The, I think the biggest thing, and I've had this argument with the Patriot fans too. Cinch is going to sit there and go, "Here we go again." Hi, Cinch, and hi, Deb. Um, hi, Deb. Hi, Cinch. The biggest Brady doesn't want to be forever linked with Belichick. Brady, he says there. He says I've got stuff to prove. What? You've got six rings. You've won at every level. Because he knows. Because Brady knows all the people that say that he can't win without Belichick. So there's the only thing. And if you're listening to those voices, then going somewhere else. And all those rings sense. don't matter. Well, yeah. yeah. And if, if that's what he's thinking, I don't know if that's what he's thinking. I haven't talked to. It's not like I called Tom the other day, and I was like, "Hey, Tom, how you doing? Oh, great. I'm thinking about leaving the Patriots because I can't stand playing with Bill anymore." <laughs> Excuse me. I, that conversation hasn't happened, to the best of my knowledge. So, I I don't I don't think that's the case at all. I think I think the issue is, I, and maybe it is. I can't figure out what Brady's thinking. I can't. I Here's can't. another thing. Well, now tinfoil hat off because I still because I still think he's going to go to the Chargers. The other thing with Tom Brady, remember the whole thing with his um, TB12. Yes. Workout and his personal doctor, trainer, whatever the hell that guy was. Doctor lady. And, and Right. And Bill kicked him out of the stadium. Yes. Well, the Chargers have said they would more than be happy to welcome his trainer and doctor there and give him their own facility and set up a whole Tom oh, well, Brady 12 s- thing. Supposedly, they have all the equipment on site. So, already, yeah, if so. that's what he wants to do when he's done with football, yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even remember what the original question was. Oh, where's Tom Brady this week? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still think at the end of the day, he's going to end up back with the Pats. You're still on board with the Chargers? I'm still on board with the Chargers. But get ready to talk about this, folks. We're going to talk about this for a while. Because and everyone CB- else is. <laughs> and if the CBA negotiations delays the start of free agency, which it might, <laughs> I haven't heard anything this week, and no news is good news when it comes to collective bargaining. That's true. If, if, if this deal doesn't get done and free agency is delayed, we're going to hear about it even longer. There's a, probably a good chance that Tom Brady will be linked to an amateur team in London by the time this is all said and done. So, all right, final questions for you. What do you got? Final question is um, sort of another quarterback question. So, Brady, Breeze, and Rivers yes. are all free agents next month. Correct. Your thoughts, do they retire or go to another team or sign with their team? Okay, so we just talked about Brady. Right. So the My other gut two. feeling is he's going to stay in New England. I don't think there's any chance he retires. Breeze, there's a chance he retires. I think it's a 75 to 80% chance he stays in New Orleans. If New Orleans can find a way to re-sign Taysom Hill, that number goes up. And Not I'll tell even Bridgewater? You no. Because somebody asked uh, Drew Brees yesterday, would he be willing to share time in order to help Taysom Hill develop? And his response was yes. A quarterback said, yes, I'd be willing to share time. Huh. That says to me that number one, he sees the value in having Taysom Hill there. Number two, he sees that his own value is better with Hill. And number three, he understands that those those trick gadgety plays, when Taysom Hill steps in there, you have no idea what's going to happen. That's very true. You have no idea. I'm still waiting for the day for him to find out a way to hand the ball off to himself and then throw <laughs> it to himself all in one play. So, you know. That that's so I think I think Breeze is probably going back to New Orleans for at least one or two more years. I think it'll be a short term deal, two years. It that's where he'll go though. Rivers, 
I don't know why Philip Rivers doesn't retire. I'm sure physically he feels like he can do it. And there are teams that are desperate and out. I, you know what I think? Look for him to land with one of the teams that drafts a quarterback in the first round this year. That's what I'm going to say. So a team like Miami or Jacksonville? Even Cincinnati. Even Cincinnati. What is the worst thing? Don't, don't forget, folks, the reigning Super Bowl champions drafted Patrick Mahomes and started Alex Smith. They let him sit on the bench for a year. He Which played is something I always thought they should do, he teams played in general. One game that year. Do you know why he started that one game? It was week 17, and they had already secured a bye. That is the only reason Patrick Mahomes had a start in his first year. They put him in there because they wanted to rest old man Alex Smith. You drafted Patrick Mahomes, who now we know, and at the time people were like, well, Reed must know something because, you know. He's drafted him this high. At the time, we didn't know that Patrick Mahomes was going to be exactly like Patrick Mahomes. I'm sure some people did. I didn't. But they let him sit for a year. I like that year to develop a quarterback. I really do. So teams that are looking at quarterback this offseason, that are looking to draft a quarterback this year, you've got to be – Cincinnati we know is one. Carolina is high in that race. I've heard rumors that the Raiders – might be looking to make a move to bring in somebody to replace Derek Carr or to draft his successor. Green Bay has hinted that in the right scenario, they might draft a quarterback this year. Well, Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere, so that's a bad example of somewhere he could land. But my, the Dolphins, Dolphin, the another Jaguars. Example. Jags, all of these places are potential landing spots for Rivers, particularly if they draft a quarterback. And I think... I don't think Philip Rivers is looking at it that way, but he really should. He really should be looking at it's almost time to pass off the torch. Where can I go and make an impact on an organization and set them up for the future? You know, Alex Smith, I think that year that they drafted Mahomes, he was like, they went 14 and two. Was that the year that they were the one seed and lost so. at home to the Patriots? I yes. believe it was two years ago. Was it two years ago? Yes, it was. All right. Anyway, so it's doable. It's doable. And if Rivers is, I think Rivers just wants to win. And when he wants to go somewhere that he feels like he has a chance to win and he's valued, Rivers would be welcomed in Cincinnati like a conquering hero. He would be. So, yeah, why not? Tampa, I still think, is a potential landing spot for him. I think Tampa's a great landing spot for him. I warned everyone I worked with that played fantasy football about Mike Evans. I was like, Mike Evans is going to have three giant games. Good luck picking them. Good luck (laughs) telling me which one they're going to be. The rest of the year, yeah. Good luck telling me which one they're going to be. I, I, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. I've never been a big fan of Mike Evans. Never been my fan. I understand that numbers are great. When I put him in a fantasy lineup, it's like, where? who is this guy? He plays like a fourth stringer. He plays like Demarcus Robinson. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he has 220 yards and three touchdowns. And then I say, screw this guy, and I put him on the bench, and I start Demarcus Robinson, and he has 220 <laughs> yards and four touchdowns. So. All right, let's move on to our fantastic Super Bowl wrap-up. Yes. Chiefs won. The Chiefs won. The Everyone end. was drunk at the parade. Everyone was drunk at the parade, especially that guy who went driving down the street. Or the guy that fell out of the tree. Or the, oh, a guy fell out of a tree? Oh, you didn't see that? No. Well, I've been busy at work today. No, I, well, this guy was up in a tree, and he pulled his pants down. Then he was dancing around on the tree, and then he tried to climb up another branch. Okay. And tried to put his one of his legs over it and then grab it, and then he fell out of the tree. Okay, so I have a number of questions, but I'm just going to go with the one. Why would you pull your pants down? I, I'm going to assume he was drunk. I hope he was drunk. I, my question remains. <laughs> I don't know. I had I had seven or eight beers at the Super Bowl. Not once 
Did the impulse or thought Thank ever God. cross my mind <laughs> that I was sitting I next to you? <laughs> Not once when I stepped, stood up to start celebrating, <laughs> did the thought ever think in my... You know what you need to do? Drop your trousers. <laughs> that thought never entered my head. So... <laughs> yeah. Oy vey. Yep. Well, listen. Did you know Paul Rudd is a giant Chiefs, uh, fan? Chiefs yes. fan? I did not know that. Massive Chiefs fan. Massive. So, funny story really quick. So, yesterday we had a very serious meeting at work. Um, the president of our company and several vice presidents and managers all talking about we need to make some changes in how we're doing certain things, blah, 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 blah. But it was kind of a think tank meeting. Very intense. Very serious meeting. Everyone who's worked in this sort of office environment knows these things happen. So, at the end of it, our president goes, but I want to end on a happy note. Somebody tell me something good. And there was a momentary pause and all the eyes looked around. So finally, I just went, my Chiefs won. <laughs> nice. And one of the other vice presidents who I never get a chance to interact with looked across and went, you're a Chiefs fan? I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> nope. Britt said Missouri. Missouri. Well, that's the funny thing because then they started to laugh and somebody said, notice she said Missouri. She didn't just say Kansas City. She felt like she needed to say Missouri. <laughs> so it was funny. So I found out that I have um, uh, another Chief fan nice. working in my workplace. So it'll be that's nice. awesome. It'll be very, very nice. So, And then, of course, our boss looked at me and was like, well, I never know you were a Chiefs fan. I'm like, well, it's not something that normally comes up in our line of work. It's not, <laughs> not it's, usually. It's not a typical interview question. So your availability? <laughs> What football team do you back? <laughs> you know, those things. Are Could things. you ask that? Is that legal? I, I'm sure it's legal. I don't know why you would ask it. I mean, I've done <laughs> interviews before in my my different roles, and there's a lot more important things to ask than who's your football team. You know, unless you're in the football field, then, you know, I'm not. So, so the Chiefs win. A lot of questions about Shanahan's play calling. This is the second time he's blown a big lead. <laughs> big leads are blown by defenses. Not by Kyle Shanahan's offense. Uh, yes. Could they have scored points? Could they have done a better job on offense? Yes. Were they up against two of the greatest defensive and adjustment-based minds in the NFL and Andy Reid and Bill Belichick when they blew those leads? Absolutely. freaking lutely No one in the NFL as a coach makes adjustments like Bill Belichick. Period. Who makes better adjustments than Bill Belichick? Uh, no one really. On defense, it particularly, they gave up a boatload of points to the Atlanta Falcons in that Super Bowl. They made adjustments. They shut Atlanta down, and their offense went to work. And there is no team, no coach that makes better offensive judgments and adjustments in the second half than Andy Reid. Reid is the Doctor Strange of the NFL. He sees the future. <laughs> You and and the Niners, here's the problem. You want to know why the Niners lost this game on a defensive front? Because they didn't change up anything at halftime. They went into halftime and they said, our defense has done a good job. We've held the Chiefs to 10 points. Keep doing what you're doing. And Andy Reid went into halftime and said, I figured out what they're doing. <laughs> here's what we're going to do. And you didn't adjust. Not only did you not adjust at halftime, but at the end of the third quarter, when the Chiefs were starting to warm up, what did they score? One touchdown in the third quarter? What was? Yeah, that's when <clears throat> Mahomes, I think, first uh, touchdown. Something like that. So, so that was the, that was the one thing that that I think bugged me about Shanahan's play calling is for three quarters of that game, the Chiefs could not stop San Francisco running. Yep, they couldn't. 
That's not true. not very well. And then Mahomes scored that one touchdown, and they completely dropped their run game. That's where Shanahan thought he was going to make his adjustment to win the game. He thought he was going to shift the offense. What is making noise? <laughs> it's a commercial on the internet. I'm trying to pull up the damn box score. <laughs> Okay, I apologize. No, San Francisco scored 10 unanswered points in the third quarter. So at the end of the third quarter, it was 20 to 10. So I'm wrong about that. It wasn't until the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. But still, Reed made the adjustment. Okay, so maybe Andy Reed didn't make the adjustment at halftime, or maybe it didn't come out the way they wanted to at halftime. But he made the adjustment. San Francisco failed to to change. San Francisco only scored 10 points in that third quarter with their fancy fanciness. Fancy fanciness. There you go. Uh, they scored the they scored the field goal to make it 13-10, and then they got the one yard run from Mosert. And don't forget that one yard um, that one yard run from Mosert. Sorry, I'm stumbling a little bit. Was set up by a Kansas City interception. Mahomes threw that interception the at the 39 yard line. They had a short field. They were inside the Kansas City 40 when they started that drive. Yes, it was a short field. So it's not exactly like Jimmy G drove them the length of the field after that interception, which I, I'm going to blame Tyreek Hill for that. And I know some people will disagree with me, but that's just me. So you know what? <laughs> the end. The end. The Chiefs won. I, I don't period. know where my thought process was going there. I just, <laughs> I just had a senior moment. Um, but no, but. It... One funny thing was that I, you know, you know, Andy Reid carries around that giant, like, no, it's not even a board. It's like that laminated sheet. It looks like a child menu from any restaurant you've yes, ever been to. Yes, but he, you know, you can write on it with a marker. Yes, it's laminated. Right. So he was. Standing, <laughs> there's one shot of him. He was standing there. He had it in front of his mouth, like the sheet. Yeah, because um, he uses it so you can't see what he's saying. Right. But then he started drawing on it or writing, and then someone came up next to him, like another coach, and he hid it from him. I'm like. You probably should tell that guy what's a huge play you just made up in your head <laughs> so everyone knows what you're about to call. The problem is if that guy walks up next to him and goes, 23 left skadoo, and he doesn't have something in front of his mouth, the TV camera picks that up, and somebody in a, somebody with a pair of binoculars goes, 23 left skadoo. Does anybody know what that means? <laughs> the enemy just said 23 left skadoo after he read whatever Andy was writing down. So it's 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 just it's just... It's I an know. abundance of caution. I know. It's just it's it was just funny to see. So for me, so they go into they come out of the locker room. San Francisco gets a field goal, goes up 13-10. Kansas City throws the interception. The um Niners score a touchdown. There's another interception. Wow, he threw both his interceptions in the third quarter? Yes. Wow, I didn't realize that. Because you had seven beers. That's right. I had too much <laughs> beer. So he throws both his so there's why they didn't get back into it to the fourth quarter. So, but Mahomes, my biggest problem with this game. Okay, so I got multiple problems with this game. Right. Number one, I'm not blaming Shanahan for this. Everybody who's sitting there going, wow, this is Shanahan's fault. Oh my God, what's wrong? He's cursed. He's the next Marty Shot. No, shut up. Shut up. You don't know what you're going to do until you've been in this stage before. The Chiefs at least had the AFC Championship last year. And if you listen to Patrick Mahomes during the offseason, or you listen to me talk about Patrick Mahomes during the offseason, <laughs> you know that all he did was talk about how tough it was to watch Super Bowl 53. That it was painful to watch the Patriots there. That he thought it should have been them. He got fueled by it. Reed has been on this stage before. Reed has been to multiple championship games, both with the Eagles and now a couple times with the Chiefs. This is his second Super Bowl. He'd lost one already. 
The stage matters. The experience matters. And I don't want to hear, well, Jimmy Garoppolo has two rings with the Patriots. He knows what the, the, the game is about. He has never been the starting quarterback for a Super Bowl winning team. D- don't tell me that that's not, that's not, that's exactly the same. Okay. By that logic, the guy who carries the bags for the New England Patriots should have the same amount of Super Bowl experience as Tom Brady. It No. Playing matters. Playing in the game matters. So I don't want to hear the whole Shanahan's to blame for this BS. Problem number two I have, and this hurts me to say this. <laughs> All right. Patrick Mahomes was not the MVP of that game. He wasn't. He was not. Who was your MVP? Uh, I've offensively Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is a decent, decent call. I'm going to go with Dan Williams. Damian Williams is the person who helped, who pretty much sealed that game for the Kansas City Chiefs. Had 104 yards on 17 carries. Do the math. That was it, like eight yards a carry, seven? So it's yeah, six. Math. Yeah. Six and change. Six and change. Tyreek Hill had nine catches for 105 yards. Here's why Tyreek is not the MVP. He got nine catches. 16 targets. Oh. He caught the ball half the time. And That's a one of the interceptions is arguably his fault. You know who the MVP of this game is? Who? Byron Pringle. No, that's, I'm joking. <laughs> right, honestly, and this is this is not, I'm not saying he should be the MVP here, but I'm saying this, but Sammy Watkins had a tremendous game. He did. Sammy Watkins caught No one thought he was going to catch anything. <laughs> he caught five out of six targets for 98 yards. That one did play he have a touchdown? Late, uh, no, he didn't. I don't think he did. No, no touchdown. Just had to double check that to be sure. Because I'm thinking about that deep ball he caught. There was that deep pass where they were playing a really nice zone and he broke to the outside and the safety has to break with him. And the safety didn't break. No, he did not. The safety decided, I've got to keep an eye on the center of the field. I'm not going to follow Watkins. I think in his mind, he was convinced that Watkins break was going to be followed by Tyreek Hill streaking right down towards the middle. That is, which is I, a fair guess. Which is a fair guess, but you guess wrong. So the end result is Sammy Watkins is standing on an island. And Patrick Mahomes had all day to get the ball into his hands. And even still, with that ball in the air, I let out a Darth Vader level no. No! <laughs> Don't throw it to Sammy feet for hands Watkins. Don't throw it to the guy who's like, I don't know, man. Maybe I don't want to play next year. Don't throw it to him. <laughs> He's standing in. The, he was all alone. And I just sat there and I went, whatever happens. Britt did close his eyes. I did. And I was not napping because of the beers. I'm like, whatever happens, do not drop this ball. You are all alone. You cannot drop this ball. And he caught it. And that was like, all right, everything's going to be okay. But I was, you know, Sammy Watkins had a really, really solid game. Travis Kelsey had a decent game. He caught every one of his targets, um, you know. So I, I, I gotta, I gotta go there personally with it. Um, yeah. So on defense, we had a couple of good performances. Chris Jones, three pass deflections. That was huge for them. It was very clear that the Kansas City Chiefs said to Chris Jones, "Here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna be our X factor on defense. You're gonna get zero sacks." You are never going to get to Jimmy G. Well, not never. On most plays, I want you to clog any running lane you think might exist. And when you clog that lane and find out it's a pass, I want you to follow Garoppolo's eyes 
push your way to that side of the field and just put your hands in the air. That is essentially what they said. Every time there was a lane that run, he was always involved. I don't know how many tackles he had, but he seemed to be always involved in a bunch of, uh, hold on a second, uh, tackles for Chris Jones. I'm looking here. Oh, he's way down the list. Well, he only had one tackle. I feel like he was involved in like every tackle. Oh, okay. I'm wrong on that, but I felt like he was, but he got the three pass deflections. He read Jimmy Garoppolo's passing lanes brilliantly. And that's all that matters is you put your hands up and knock passes down. And he did. And now he's a Super Bowl champion. I'm not. There you go. He is. I immediately went online and ordered my shirts. Nice. Did you get a hat too? I did not get a hat. I don't wear hats like I used to. I'll probably eventually get a hat, but I'll pick it up when it's on the discount rack at the National next year. That's fair. So, Craig, your thoughts about the game. I've been dominating the conversation because it's my goddamn team. That's fair. What do you think? Uh, no, I thought it was a really, it was a really good game. I... You know, I still think they, the 49ers pad that game and they gave it away. Oh, no question. Honestly, like the Chiefs, what I was expecting to see from the Chiefs did not happen until the end of the middle of the fourth quarter. And I think I think the first half was because San Francisco schemed for them well defensively. They made adjustments at half. They had the two picks in the third quarter that prevented them from getting... Once they settled down and said, nope, I think, I think until the picks happened, they thought we're going to be successful in the third quarter. They thought they thought they were going to be Chiefs very successful. The, the Chiefs, I think they were, and then they threw the two picks. And they were like, "All right, now we have to be successful in the fourth quarter." But I think their confidence level coming out of halftime was higher than you might think it would be in their situation, and it showed. It showed. I mean, they had the two interceptions, one of which was yeah, no, and that usually kills teams, but it didn't. Well, the, the, the first one that wasn't his fault. No, the first that, one, the first one was the but, one he hit the Niner right in the numbers. Oh no, I'm thinking the bounce one. Right, the bounce one was you know that's partly on Hill, but yeah. I mean, he threw right, the Niners stepped right in front of him. He should have never thrown that pass. The coverage was there. It was a mistake by Mahomes. But he rebounded from it. You know, we saw earlier this season, Lamar Jackson starts to struggle. He disintegrated. Again, experience matters in these things. Experience matters. So I'm going to also say right now, one of my other problems with this game is I'm tired. I don't want to hear the Chiefs are a dynasty. I don't want to hear they're going to be there. I know they're the favorites. Brady's not playing the hot hand. I'm not playing the hot hand. No. No, it is very difficult to repeat. When was the last time we had repeat champions? The Patriots two or three years ago? Then they win two or three in a row? I think. Yeah, but aside from that, who? Who wins two in a row? I think, but you got probably got to go back to, you might. You have to go back to the Cowboys, no? I think you have to either go back to the, yeah, you go back to the Cowboys. Cowboys. And if you no, go back Cowboys. before then, you're probably going back to the Steelers. So three times in the last 40 years? 50 years? That you've had Super Bowl repeating champions three times? No. I don't I'm not buying into this thing. I heard one guy say it's time to start carving Patrick Mahomes bust for Kenton. <laughs> Let's take it easy. Let's everybody <laughs> settle down. <laughs> Everyone's still down. drunk. <laughs> settle down. The the Chiefs may be the pre the offseason favorite for the Super Bowl, but a lot can happen. A, a lot, lot can happen. Can happen. And I don't, I, I would not put money on them going back to the Super Bowl next year. I'll be thrilled if they do, but I'm, I'm limiting my expectations. I'm limiting my, there's too many good teams in the AFC. And I'm sorry, I think the NFC is woefully bad. There's a couple of good teams. Who? Well, 49ers. That, okay, besides the 49ers, obviously. Seattle, when they show up. Seattle has no running game. Their injuries killed them. 
Seattle's running back injuries really killed them. I'll take that as a That was the one thing that was impressive to me about the 49ers because remember like in August or September, no one thought the 49ers were going to make it to the Super Bowl or even win that division. No, that's true. True. Now they'll be the favorite to, they'll be the favorite. We all thought the LA Rams were going to win that. We thought the Rams were going to run away with that division. Again, further proof how hard it is to go back. The Rams, you know, lost a very close Super Bowl. They've done nothing since. No. Nothing. So I, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and say Kansas City is going back. I'm just gonna enjoy the victory. I have seen my team play in a Super Bowl. I can die go. happy. The only major sport I'll this will I'll never see my team compete for a championship now is in hockey, and that's because the Whalers no longer exist. <laughs> oh, that's it. Every Poor other, every other I mean, sport maybe I they'll come back. Our state still owns the rights to nah, it. Never coming back. I know the state can't support pro teams. <laughs> it can't. All right. Uh, f- before we get to final thoughts, did we miss anything? What else were you? Uh, no, I think that was the majority of it. Yeah, it was pretty good. What did you think so, of the halftime show? I enjoyed the halftime show. I'm hearing personally. some negativity. Why? Well, some people are upset that uh, J Lo did a mini stripper esque routine on the pole. Okay. Um, did no one ever see Cher perform in the '80s? Um, don't even go back to the '80s. Go to the year before. I got to personally inspect every one of Adam Levine's tattoos. He oh, there was wore that no too. shirt. No, he did not. So why was when Adam Levine rips off his shirt, is everybody like, oh my God, he's hot. When she comes out and she does 30 seconds on a pole, people are like, that's disgusting. I, I got nothing. Double standard, people. Check your privilege. <laughs> uh, the commercials were all right. Nothing too memorable. Commercials did, weren't good. I did really enjoy the Groundhog's Day commercial. That was probably it. The the planter peanut commercial fell flat. Yeah, they might, it, it would have been it would it was the most. The Doritos commercial was funny. Which one? With Sam Elliott sort of dan- that was good, CG but, dancing, yeah, but, but you could tell it was CG. I know. You could tell it was like Sam Elliott doesn't move like that. <laughs> <laughs> you just knew. You just knew. Um, I like the Tom Brady Hulu commercial because they played off of 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 his quote unquote um, status. Um, yep. I like that a great deal. I did not have a problem with the halftime show. I really thought Shakira did a really great job. I thought they both did a good job. I think um, so, though. But I, 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 I read a lot of hate about J Lo, and it was inappropriate. And I'm like, I don't know. Then, then no one's ever watched the Super Bowl we've halftime seen, show before. We've seen worse than that. Or MTV, right? When they we've played s- videos. Yeah, we've seen worse, <laughs> way worse than that. I'm not worried about it. No, there that's was some just flack dumb. because they somebody caught a picture of Jay Z and Beyonce sitting down during the national anthem. Um, All right, can I just say something about that? Yeah, go ahead, because I already know the answer. Do you know, know how many people? I I've been to multiple sporting events for various sports. Do you know how many people I see during the national anthem not standing up, or eating, or talking on their phone, or failing to remove their hats, or whatever, or having sex? Really, I saw that at a at a baseball game once. Not a bluefish That's game. Downright patriotic. <laughs> I, think. I don't know. So just, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's stupid so, to get rage-induced So now. somebody somebody confronted Jay-Z with that in an interview, like, yesterday. And he was like, you want to know why I wasn't standing? You guys want to know? You think it's a protest? It's not a protest. I'm, I'm the producer of the halftime show and the national anthem. I was texting with somebody who was saying they were missing speakers. They were counting speakers down on the field, and they're like, we're supposed to have 18. Where's the 18th speaker? He goes, I was actually doing my job. <laughs> he goes, I he goes, I, I heard the national anthem. He goes, I didn't get a chance to stand up because I was busy as one of the producers 
making sure everything was set and everything was fine ultimately. But he and Beyonce were both on their phones, checking with crew downstairs, making sure everything was ready for the halftime. And that's it. That's it. They were doing their jobs. And just for the record, I used to work with an ex-military guy. Did you know he worked on, uh, I don't know, some sort of naval boat? One of the larger ones. Not your uncle, right? No. No, okay. No, not my uncle. (laughs) A guy I used to work with at the Bluefish. Okay. He used to say, he would work in the gear shop with me. Right. And he would not take off his hat during the national anthem at the Bluefish games. Okay. And somebody finally said to him, Steve, you're retired military. How can you not take off your hat? And he said, do you know that in military installations, and particularly on boats, you don't stop working. They play the anthem every morning. He goes, your expectation is you continue performing your duties. He goes, it's not like you're on this gigantic battle cruiser, and the National Anthem starts playing at 8 a.m., and everyone stops driving the boat. (laughs) He goes, the accepted rule is if you are inside inside the facility and performing your duties, you don't stop what you're doing to acknowledge the anthem. He goes, if you can, if you're not doing your duties or you're outside on the deck, you stop. He goes, I'm in here. I'm working. I'm not stopping what I'm doing. And it was amazing to me because that's all we ever hear. Oh, you're disrespecting right. the anthem. Blah, blah, blah. It's different when you're working. It, it, it is. And this is a military guy who told us this. You don't stop what you're doing. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you're on an aircraft carrier and you're trying to launch a jet and you stop what you're doing? You're going to get sucked into an engine. Right. <laughs> right. Hey, listen, your super secret mission is going to take off and fight, but we got to wait two more minutes because they're going to play the anthem in a minute. And we got to make sure we're all standing around for the anthem. So don't get in your cockpit. Don't go do your job. The spy plane will be overhead in a minute and the whole thing will be blown. But don't do it because the anthem's got to play for it. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. And, and, the mili- and a military guy taught me that. So I'm not upset with Jay-Z and Beyonce because they did a great job producing the halftime show. And it was not meant as a, a form of tribute. Uh, I'm sorry, protest, a form of protest. And Jay-Z went so far to say, he goes, I would never involve one of my kids in any form of protest. They need to be able to decide for themselves when they want to protest something. And my daughter's eight and she's not at that level. I would never have protested with my daughter sitting there. And I was like, good for him. He made That's it good. very, very clear. No, you're reading too much into this. So, yep. With that, we are out of time. So I'm going to go continue my celebration. Craig drank celebration. I did by Sierra Nevada today. I'm going to go continue my celebrating. I've got like another six months to celebrate this before you like do. camps report. I'm going to enjoy every minute before of it. the Mets season starts and Brit gets. I don't even want to talk about the Mets. Uh, I don't even talk about the Mets. <laughs> the New York mess. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. And now they've their uh, buyers pulled out. They've got no money. They're paying three different guys to manage the team. Someone called Mike Piazza. He's in trouble too over <laughs> what in did Italy. He, do? he bought a he bought I don't know the whole story. He bought a, an older soccer team that was hemorrhaging cash and was okay. like, I'm gonna save soccer for this town and like okay. a year and a half later it's completely bankrupt. Oh dear. It's in worse shape than when he got there. He probably th- try to throw the money to second base. I, I just I saw the headline it was like <laughs> Is like Piazza and soccer arrives as a hero now threatened life threatened or something like that. It was like, it was like, Oh my God. And no, and no one's surprised. And no one's surprised. Well, I'm sure he's surprised. Uh, anyway, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, leave us a review. However you listen to us, any of the many platforms we're on Apple podcasts, player FM, 
Oh, God. Spotify. Sometimes YouTube. Sometimes YouTube. We actually got a YouTube comment this week, and I thought somebody had hacked our page. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even... I've never even looked at our YouTube numbers. If people are listening on YouTube, please reach out to us at fignutsdfs at gmail.com or on Twitter at fignutsdfs. We will respond to you. I mean, it was to the point where I was like, you have a new comment on YouTube. I'm like, we have a YouTube channel? Oh, that's right. (laughs) We probably should start looking at doing something with that in season four. Uh, we also, uh, my final thought, because we didn't even get final thoughts in there really quick. My final thought is just to let everybody know we've already started planning for the off season content. That reason we were having beers at reverie before going to the Super Bowl party was to start talking about our AFC wrap up episodes. And we went through every team and debated what do we need to talk about during the off season. So we can look forward to that. So we are going to do our best to pump content through this entire off season. So Craig, final thought for you. Final thought. It was a hell of a fun season. Yeah. That was a fun Super Bowl. Congratulations on your chiefs. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I've already given the, the contact information, so we'll just wrap it up there. We'll be back next week. Until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the football fig nuts podcast. Go chiefs. (laughs) 